This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Rosie Report, Spring Training Edition. It's all you need to know about the Tribe in Goodyear. Daily updates, player interviews, along with other spring training hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, here's Jim Rosenhouse. This is the Rosebud Report, blossoming from spring training. Yes, indeed, we are back with the Rosie Report, spring training edition. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Indian Spring Training in Goodyear, Arizona, as we get set for play on Sunday, the exhibition opener between the Indians and the Cincinnati Reds, a 3.05 Eastern time start. Tom Hamilton will join me for the broadcast. Hammy in his 32nd year as the voice of the tribe will get it started right there at uh, 3.05 with the first pitch. And obviously great to have him back and bringing you another exciting season of Indians baseball. We hope one that is uninterrupted like a year ago, but uh, we'll see. So far, the, the protocols in place for spring training have gone very well. We really haven't heard of many instances of teams struggling with COVID here in the early stages of spring. All right, here's what we plan on for most of the spring. Last spring, if you were a regular listener of this podcast, our goal was to have a podcast every day, and that is the goal again. Uh, we were pretty close to accomplishing that a year ago. There are two off days scheduled for this spring, so we might take a, a hiatus along with the team on those days. But on most days, we'll try and give you a flavor of Terry Francona's daily press conference, and it happens uh, on occasion if it happens to be Indians uh, president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, or the general manager, Mike Chernoff, we'll, we'll play their comments too. And we'll have some one-on-one -on -one interviews as well with many of the different players and coaches that will make this thing go in 2021. So a lot to look forward to. Hope you enjoy it. Um, and you can listen whenever you like. Uh, a lot of this stuff is evergreen, but we'll try and get one out to you every day with some news and notes about what's going on in Indians spring training. And on Saturday, the first on-field action in a game setting, a two-and-a-half inning inter-squad game. And uh, the only run scored was a home run from Owen Miller, one of the young prospects that the Indians received from the San Diego Padres in the Mike Clevenger deal a year ago. Uh, the pitching was good, obviously. Aaron Savali with two scoreless innings. Logan Allen allowing just that one run in his two innings of work. And Kyle Nelson also pitched a full inning in relief, the left-hander who I guess has an outside shot to make this club because of the lack of lefties in camp. So he's battling for a spot, showing what he can do, and he'll get some nice opportunities uh, this spring to show what he can do to the coaching staff. So that's your, your update on uh, the day at hand in terms of injuries. Nothing really major to report at all. Everyone pretty well ready to go heading into the exhibition opener on Sunday. So a lot to look forward to on Sunday. A uh, pitcher not throwing on Sunday, but we certainly expect to see him quite a bit during the regular season, is Zach Plezak. And Plezak, last year after an impressive rookie season in 2019, 
had things interrupted with the, the protocol break, he and Mike Clevenger, so they did miss some time, but he still made eight starts last season and was absolutely terrific. In those eight starts, Plesak was 4-2 and two with an earned run average of 2.28. Ended up with 57 strikeouts over 55 innings of work. The walks were down only six walks all season. So a lot to like from Plesak, who still is just 26 years of age, and this will only be his third major league season. And we caught up with him earlier this spring. He talked about how unusual the most recent calendar year has been but how that really doesn't impact him in any way. He says he just kind of tries to roll with the punches and be prepared when called upon. You look at uh, at the offseason, and, and really the calendar year has been so unusual with a with a ramp-up last year and then a, a shutdown for a while and then a season and, and all that. How have you gotten through that and, and managed to, to put together a really good 2020 and then be ready for this year's spring? Um, I would, you know, just – say it came from an organizational standpoint we just came together as a group and really put together a good foundation of what we think would be appropriate for us to work on what load um we should carry in the off season of how we should work and how many throws in our throwing progression and all of that you know just being communicative with everybody and and talking about things i think you know our whole life we've played baseball and there's been different times where we weren't playing through certain seasons, you know, so there's been different ramp ups throughout our whole life. Um, really being smart, listening to your body, um, being consistent with your work routine is something that is very helpful. Um, and then obviously working with the pitching coordinators and other pitchers around our org that um, are doing the same thing we are, you know, so we're just putting together good plans. And I think we put together a great plan in order to get back and feel ready to, to pitch in the spring. You know, one of the, the big questions that a lot of people have for just every starting pitcher in baseball is, is how many starts can they make, how many innings can they log this year because of the unusual calendar year, and, and how do you view it? What, what do you think you can do this season if you stay healthy? Yeah, if everything goes good, I think I, I don't want to miss a start, obviously. You know, I think I'm, I'm shooting for a goal, have 200 innings, and Every time I take the mound, I'm hoping to go nine innings, you know, and as many innings as I can give to put our team in a position to win, I'll, you know, I'll cherish that. So really, I've been working this whole offseason to, to have the foundation to be able to sort of last the whole season and to make sure I'm in a good spot physically. And a lot of your offseason spent in the Los Angeles area. It seems like you, you move around a little bit in offseasons, and I know some players like to have that home base that they go to. What are some of the advantages for you that, that say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try this this year and, and maybe something different the following year? Yeah, last year I was in Tampa, and, you know, this year I was at home for a month and then went out to L.A. Um, really, I, right now, it's it's. I wish I could have a home base sometime, you know, but at the same time, being able to expand and see different things and experience different places is something that is lucrative to me, too. So I think just at the end of the day, I'm going to hopefully know where I'll live for a long period of time. Um, and then at that point, I can maybe buy a house and have a residence. But until then, you know, I'm just going to enjoy being in Cleveland for the summer. And when the offseason comes, find the right place to go that's going to be healthy for my mind, going to be the right place for me to train and put me in a position to come to camp the following year in a good spot. Taking a look back at last season, some of your numbers were just off the charts, uh, strikeouts to walks, things like that. 
when you kind of look back at the year and, and use that to, to build for this season, what were some of the things that stood out to you that, that you really felt you made progress with? Um, I consider last season, I think the consistency with the slider was excellent. Um, I got it to where I, I wanted it to be, you know, the majority of the time, um, fastball command is going to be very important. Um, and commanding the off speed just in general is going to be very important. Um, I'll be able to mix up a heater that runs up and then a curveball off of that this year, and then have the slider and change up that work down in the zone as well. So I think I'll have a good, a good mix, um, that I feel more confident about this year, even than last year, just because of the whole foundation I've built. I felt like I was in a good spot last year, but I think after this off season and working with um, some of the pitching coordinators, we're, we're pretty dialed in. And your last start never happened. Uh, you were supposed to start game three of, of the mm-hmm. postseason series with New York. Take us through the night of game two, knowing that, that you would have pitched a deciding game the next night if it worked out well for the Indians. What was that night like for you? Yeah, it was it was a roller coaster, that game. Um you know, it, we were in it for, for most of the game. And I remember like midway through the game, I, I went to the float tank because I was getting prepared to pitch the next day, you know. And I remember waking up from the machine cleaning the float tank because I had overslept in the float tank while I was lucid dreaming. So I ended up getting woken up by the machine vibrating, go to the – it's like the seventh inning. And I go out to the, you know, the field. It's like we're winning and we're losing and then – you know, it's down to the wire and it really just felt like a roller coaster of emotions that, you know, I was, I was ready to pitch, you know, physically, mentally, but that night in general was just painful because we lost, you know, and the season was over, but, um, you know, hopefully in the future I can have an opportunity to pitch in a playoff game though. And you come to spring training this year and there, there's some fundamental roster differences this year. Uh, how do you look at things as you head into this season, as the Indians try to to keep being one of those teams that, that other teams have to really keep an eye on? Yeah, I think uh, more, you know, this year than any year, we just are going to have to come together more collective, collectively as a group. Um, some of the superstars we had are, are gone, and there's different roles that are going to have to be taken for multiple, multiple players. Um, guys are becoming leaders. Guys are not be- – rookies anymore guys who are you know new to the new to the big leagues got to take the next step and establish themselves as as players and so it's going to be it's going to be fun because right now we have a lot of energy buzzing in the clubhouse and a lot of guys are excited there's a young group who are all ready to rock and everyone's really just chomping at the biscuit out he mentioned roles, and, and this time a year ago, I mean, it seemed like you were going to make the rotation, but I guess it wasn't 100%. Um, now you could look at it as, say, you're, you know, you're right behind Shane Bieber battling for uh, top of the rotation honors, and, and how do you look at that? Does that change how you approach things at all? No, I mean, it really doesn't. I think I've just become more understanding of, of what I need to prepare and what I need to do to be ready to pitch Um in camp and really just I'm going to continue to work hard. I'm going to continue to work on my things that I can control and my strengths. Um, and at the end of the day, no matter what five starters get thrown out there, we're all confident in each other and we're all feel, you know, it's all one as a group, you know, there's no numbers of one through five. Um, so whenever it's my time to pitch, I'm the number one. Whenever it's Beaver's time to pitch, he's number one. When Savali's pitching, he's number one. So, you know, 
that's the kind of mindset we have, and that's the kind of mindset we're going to keep going with. That's Indian starting pitcher Zach Plezak, and, and look for a big year from Plezak. He stays healthy. I think he'll make those uh, 30-some-odd starts and be a big key to that Tribe starting rotation. Well, you we mentioned earlier in the podcast that the Indians played an inner squad game on Saturday, their first on-field action, and following the inner squad game, Tribe manager Terry Francona spoke with the Cleveland media. Tito, I saw Naylor got back out into right field, but is everything okay with him after he tripped? Oh, he just tripped. He's fine. He's fine. You talking about going around first base? Yeah. He's fine. We've been really preaching to the guys about base running and effort and, you know, how we want to carry ourselves. And I think he might have got a little out ahead of himself. <laughs> Tried to go a little too hard. Tito, will he play both corner outfield spots and first this spring? Right now, he's a right fielder, okay. and uh, that's what we want him to concentrate on. We told him at some point, you know, if we have, need to have a conversation with him, we will. But for right now, play right field. If, Like I said, if something changes somewhere, we told him we'd sit down and talk to him. But right now, he's a right fielder. Okay. Tino, you said this about Bowers yesterday and now with Naylor. I know there's competition, but is it easier for you guys to start off just by putting these guys in one position rather than – letting them kind of go back and forth? I think it's a little more fair to them. You know, we're, we're you know, we're, we know they're competing. Um, we want to give them a fair chance to show what they can show and be the kind of the best version of themselves. And I think sometimes, again, sometimes there's necessity just because you don't know. But I think we're trying to simplify it for them so they can show they can show – like I said, the best way I can put it is the best version of themselves. Hey, Tito, last couple of days, first Nolan Jones mentioned kind of the, you know, the mental aspect of the game. And then Jake yesterday was talking about being in like a negative headspace last year. I know you guys are always conscientious about checking on, in on guys and their mental health, but is that even more emphasized, you know, considering what everybody's been through over the last year? Do you find yourself checking in even more on those guys? But Tom, I'll take it a step further. I mean, you're talking about mental health, which is certainly something that I think people are more aware of in the past year. And then when you talk about like mental toughness, that's something I never understood why it was just given like a token, you know, like, hey, we're going to, we'll visit, we'll, we'll visit on one day. And then, you know, everybody talks about tools. You can have all the tools in the world, but if you don't, if you're mentally not prepared or you're, you know, when you, when you face adversity, your first thought is to flee, you know, or, or not, not embrace the challenge. It's going to be hard to, to be a winning type player. So I'm hopeful that I think, I think we, I think in our organization, we have grasped how important it is and we'll spend the appropriate time on it because it is every bit as important as every other tool. Is it something you've grown to appreciate as you've gone on in the game and, and as a manager? Is it something you take, you look at even a little bit more than you ever did before? Yeah, the hard, the hard part about it is it's finding the, the people that are able to get, their, get it across to players. It's not as easy as just reading in a book. Right. And sometimes when guys have that kind of that touch, it can really be pretty special and it can help guys Again, it's it's a little more, it's you know, as opposed to just saying, "Hey, breathe." Well, hold hold on a sec. <laughs> you know, there, there's 
Uh, and there's, I think we're, we're pretty lucky. Brian Miles, this is his second year with the major league team. And when he talks, man, he gets my attention. And I'm guessing if he gets my attention, he's probably getting the players' attention too. That's Tito, and we hope he's a regular part of the Rosie Report podcast. As that's going to do it for this edition of the Rosie Report, join us tomorrow for another one. We'll recap the exhibition opener to be played on Sunday between the Indians and Reds. You can catch that, by the way, on the Indians Radio Network as well as Indians.com and the MLB app. Until tomorrow, I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Have a great day, everyone. This has been the Rosie Report. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.